You're listening to Big Blend Radio Champagne Sunday Show with Nancy and Lisa, and we're very excited to have travel writer and author Linda Ballou joining us on Big Blend Radio today to talk about her book, Lost Angel in Paradise, Outdoor Days from L.A. to the Lost Coast of California, and it takes travelers on 32 day trips along the coast of California from Malibu to Mendocino, and you know, everyone can enjoy these kinds of trips. It's for all levels of fitness, and it's going to take in just about everything that people enjoy flowers water nature birds good food mm-hmm. it's a great book uh, you can get it on amazon or you can go to linda's website lostangeladventures.com so welcome linda how are you wow lisa what a build-up thank you so much yeah i'm excited hey we're both nancy awesome. and i are happy to have you on the show today it's a beautiful book and I was reading you. This is what? How many books have you written? Because am well, I right? There's I, like five? <laughs> well, I have a, I'm, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, my first published book is a histor- historical fantasy novel set in mm-hmm. pre-contact Hawaii. So that was a beautiful obsession for me for about 20 years, researching that book. It meant going to the islands, going to all the sacred sites, you know, talking to elders, just, you know, going to the beach, having a ball. And uh, that was my first book, okay? And then um, I uh, was emboldened by that, and um, I was in the horse world at the time, and I got injured, and I wrote The Cowgirl Jumped Over the Moon, uh, which was part of my healing process of letting go of the the writing world. Um, You know, I was about 47, and... My body was telling me I couldn't be jumping horses anymore. <laughs> it it so, hurts, I know. I know, it well, it's heartbreaking, honestly. I mean, it doesn't sound like real tragedy, but for me it was. Because I was just totally a horse person, hook, line, and sinker. So mm-hmm. uh, in the process of healing, I wrote that book, but I didn't publish it until 2015. What I did was... I decided I wanted to have more fun with my writing, so I put it together, travel, horses, writing. What do we have here? We have a travel writer who goes to guest ranches. <laughs> you <know>? Okay. <laughs> there you so go. That was like my, yeah, so that was my first travel writing gig was um, this incredible ranch up in Telluride, Colorado. Ooh. So for, so for about the last two decades, I've been collecting travel stories and adventures, writing articles, taking wonderful trips. And uh, one of the books that I published was Lost Angel Walkabout, which hmm. is a collection of my travel essays. Uh, from I'm from Alaska, so I, mm-hmm. take you from, I take you from Alaska to New Zealand and lots wow. of uh, North America in between. And I do outdoor adventure travel, here river rafting, hiking, you know, uh, horseback riding whenever I can. And my mission uh, is to get to as many beautiful places as I can before they're gone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Where would it's you a big, It's a big job. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's great because you're enticing people to get out there and do it too because that's how, part of protecting these beautiful wonders that we have is getting people to get out and appreciate them. And I, and I really appreciate your book, uh, Lost Angel in Paradise, because – 
Um, it seems, you know, this is some, we actually created a Facebook group. I'm going to send it to you, send you uh, hashtag one hour walk. And it's the word spelled out one hour walk, or you can go to one hour walk.com. And we started this from our travels. When we started our tour um, six over six years ago, we focused for the first three years on just national park units. And we realized that while all parks are important, we realized we went to well over a hundred parks in those three years. And a lot of them were state parks or community parks or historic trails, that kind of thing. But some of the feedback we got is people not realizing that uh, when you say national park, that people think that you have to be some major athlete or, you know, Olympic mm. athlete or some, you know, right. backpacking guru to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's not true that, you know, not at all. Uh, getting, not at all. Yeah. And your no, book, my really book is, encompasses that. Yeah. Take right. on that. My book is designed for the average person. And, and mm-hmm. I, when I say average, I mean, most people can walk two to four miles. I walk two to four miles a couple of times a week, but one to two miles is, is no problem for most people, I'm sure. And it's important to get out and walk. Um, You know, I believe that walking is a form of meditation for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It allows my mind to relax. I get out from behind the computer. I uh, Mm. get answers to questions that are troubling me. Uh, You know, it's a a very important part of my life, and I do walk every day. And I am Mm. fortunate. I do live uh, in the Santa Monica Mountains, which your previous guest, I I noticed he does, (laughs) he hikes in the mountains too. But see, what we are, uh, we're the largest urban preserve in the United States. Mm. And it's really a privilege to have these trails, access to these trails so close. And the National Park Service headquarters is very close to me, and it's the heart of the park, and it's just a wonderful wonderful uh, thing they have wonderful events there they have art shows they have music they have docents taking people out and so Mm. um you wanted me to tell you a little bit about the Woolsey fire which of course impacted us very greatly i was i was evacuated for a week Uh, but i was blessed that my canyon topanga canyon was spared Mm. And anything east of Las Virginas Canyon, which is also known as Malibu Canyon, was pretty much spared. And everything west of it, all the way to the ocean, was just devastated. And so um, Hmm. I was just about, my, the reason, Lost Angel in Paradise um, are hikes that I've taken that are just basically pleasure hikes that I've taken all the way up the coast. When I'm not, you know, doing travel trips, writing articles about them necessarily, I do it for my own pleasure. And this collection is my 32 favorites of all the the hikes I've taken up the coast, you know, all the way up to the Lost Coast, which people don't know, that's just above Fort Bragg. Lost Coast is a section of the coast that's really quite wild and rugged, and I want to go there, but I haven't made it there yet. So the hikes that I, yeah, the hikes and the outings that I take people on in this book are easily accessed, and you know it doesn't take a great level of fitness to enjoy them. Uh, mm-hmm. But I take you to beautiful places. Uh, one of my favorites is in Santa Barbara. It's not a national park necessarily, but it's a wonderful uh, beach stroll, you know, for a mile or two, and you can go up on this mesa and you have views from the bluffs and 
see the pelicans at eye level flying by. You know, it's just there's just a lot of beautiful places in California. Right. That's why I say you know, lost angel in paradise because uh, it's it really is a wonderful, beautiful state. Yeah. So back to the Santa like Monica that. Mountains. I like that you can go from the, you know, the mountains to the coast, to the desert, you know, Mm -hmm. the valleys and meadows. Um, But, yeah, uh, when you look at Santa Monica Mountains, I know after the fire, um, I know we we were featuring one of your uh, photos. uh, You you talk about King Gillette Ranch in the book. We'll be putting that up on our site, nationalparktraveling.com, with your interview. Um, So that that is kind of the heart of it, right? It is. That is the heart of the park. That is the heart of the park. It used to be out in Thousand Oaks, which is quite a distance from me. But uh, about 10 years ago, um, the National Park Service and the Mountain Conservancy and some other uh, local agencies, you know, protecting the mountains joined forces, and they put together $33 million. It was a real nip and tucker. You know, we almost Mm. lost it uh, to development, Mm. which is a tremendous threat here because we are right next to, you know, the urban growth and uh, they're always you know trying to take little nibbles out of the park but people stand up and they fight for it and in this case one uh, this wonderful wonderful section that used to be a university used to be soka university owned by uh, japanese people but uh, when they put it up for sale then the park was able to purchase it so it's it's just a a great save that, well, you've had to fight for, you know, California. I remember years ago, even back when we first started our show, like it was, I think it was about 10, 11 years ago, uh, the state parks uh, for the second time were being threatened of closures and then um, won that. And then they, it started all over again. And then finally, mm-hmm. like, okay, um, we did a lot of shows, a lot of uh, Cal Parks. Um, there's a Cal Parks organization uh, that stands up, you know, like Friends of the California State Parks that we worked with mm-hmm. on the shows and even NPCA, the National Park Conservation Association, got involved because, like, you know, the Redwoods is connected. You know, it's a National mm-hmm. Park Service connected with state. It's like that in mm-hmm. a lot of areas. Uh, but that's the thing. I think that's what's so important about books like yours, getting people, oh, okay, I can go take, like, a little day hike or, you know, a mm-hmm. walk and, uh, right. and just, you know, get back out there, but then hopefully be able to stand up for, you know, making sure the land is protected. So parts of so parts of Santa Monica National Recreation Area, they're they're still open to go out and explore. Oh yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to know about um, mm-hmm. Sandstone Peak. That was an yeah. area that was uh, hurt badly in the fire, and it was closed, but it is now open again. And um, that's like a six-mile loop that is really um, gives you a sense of the wildness of the mountains. There's you know. No uh, telephone poles or anything to remind you that you're in the city. And it takes you into a back canyon where the rock climbers are hanging off the rocks. <laughs> hanging off you know, bless, bless them, you know. <laughs> and then up, up to the highest point in the park, which is Inspiration Point in Sandstone Peak, which is 3,000 feet. I mean, we don't have, we're not like the Rocky Mountains. It's not, you know, 14,000 peaks. But you do have stunning views of the the Pacific, and um, you know, and you're, you're really getting out away from the city. I used to do that hike every New Year's Day just to prove that I still could. <laughs> <laughs> I, but uh, now I'm I've spread my wings, and uh, you know, 
I have I hiked in the Rocky Mountains. That was like ten thousand feet. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a difference. You have to learn. I mean, for us uh, getting into Colorado after we've been in, you know, southern Arizona for the last few years, and then off we go. Let's go up to Colorado, and the next thing you know, like, oh my gosh, don't look down, don't, <laughs> you know. But it's so beautiful, and you just you know, right. have to kind of take yeah. time to acclimate and drink a ton of water, um, right. you know. But this is it's so neat that you've been to Point Reyes too. That was a special trip. Right. Took, um, That's on a our lovely, tour. lovely park. That's another one that really gives you a sense of wildness uh, mm-hmm. because you see the tule elk wandering, you know, mm-hmm. out there in in big herds. Yeah. And I love the Limitar Estuary uh, particularly mm-hmm. because that road takes you to uh, not just the ocean side, but you can hike up into the mountain and a lot of birds. And I love I'm a birder, so and I the love elephant to see. fields. Oh yes, man, the elephant right. Oh, and you can walk saw... on the spit. It's really yeah. a neat park. And I mention in my books this guy he wrote Mindful Walker. And it's really a good book. It's it's uh, you know he worked with a lot of people with grief. He was a counselor, and so he had to keep his center clear and keep himself balanced in order to deal with all of that. And every day he would walk the ridge trail, the skyline trail, I think it's called. And you know I really enjoyed that book, uh, and it really spotlights how important the parks are you know, mm-hmm. that we keep them. You know, we need them. Our our society, we Absolutely. have too much stimuli. You know, we're constantly receiving, receiving, receiving. And there has to be time to digest and mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, organize your thoughts and reflect. And, mm-hmm. I don't, and I, one of the things that I think is missing in our culture that is so connected to their, to their phones, mm. you know, is they're not taking time to to think about what they've received and to the creative process you have to you have to digest <laughs> and then something exactly. good comes out you know what i mean so yes. I, I don't know i i'm i'm really kind of a nature nut i believe that nature can be our salvation and i oh, really think our our society absolutely. needs it and we need to get away from the phones look at this thing with 5g you know, it's uh, the scientists are saying this is really not good, the radiation with it all. And, mm-hmm. you know, the more parks that allow Internet and phones, it's, it's some areas it's hard when it's an urban park, you know. But mm. we need to well, have a place that's clear of right. all that stuff. Right. When I go on a trip, a lot of – there's a, a million travel bloggers now, right? And um, they go on their trip and they fire back their images, you know, while they're traveling. When I travel, I turn my phone off. I use it to take pictures, but I do not want to be connected. I I go there to be there. Mm. I don't go there to be back where I was. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So I go there to absorb the beauty of the place. You know, to listen mm-hmm. to the birds, and you know, the, I I find it very distracting to to be called upon to be sending back messages constantly. So I don't do it. Um, I write articles. I have a column on the National Association of Baby Boomer Women. I, I write a column for them, and I have a column here in the local paper, Adventure Travel Column, and I write articles. Um, and I like to save my best images for my articles because once you post them online, they're out there, you know, mm-hmm. they're gone. Yeah. So yeah. 
I have an old-fashioned approach. Um, I've been a writer all my life, and the writing, uh, I'm a better writer than I am photographer. And um, the writing process requires, I think, introversion and um, quietude. And Mm -hmm. that's another reason why I like the walk. (laughs) I know. Walking gives you that breath of air, and then like we say about, um, you know, that that mindfulness and meditation part it's to me it's between that and and if if i get any sleep it's in the morning where you walk and then it's like oh everything you were stressed out about or not thinking clearly it just comes within you know a second like as soon as you're out walking Mm -hmm. and you just kind of do nature you know it's and and just be aware that's the thing i think we've become a very unaware society in a, in a time where we're being bombarded, right, Nancy, it's something we talk about all the time, mm-hmm. that we're not aware. Exactly. How many times have we been in, you know, a park and someone will walk right by, like, a deer and their baby, you know, a baby deer. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. And not see it. It happened just the other day. Yeah, and they have, their, they have their earbuds in and they're listening yeah. to something and they're not they're not there. You know, the great gurus in the world say, be here now. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, the great thinkers have always tried to get us to live in the moment and mm-hmm. to be in the present and not, you know, and that's what I, I find troubling, you know, is um, when you go into nature, yeah, I mean, I have nothing against music. I mean, I think music is a wonderful thing. But when I go into nature, I, I don't want to be have earplugs. I want to hear the birds and the sound yes. of the water and the wind and... Uh, so I, I want to, you know, listen for animals. On my walk yesterday, there was a buck, uh, there was a doe and her, her little fawn, and there was a rattlesnake. So, I mean, mm. you want to keep your eyes open. You, you asked me about uh, hiking tips or travel. You know, for local hiking here, I want people to always carry water. There's no drinkable water in the mountains. We're in a Mediterranean climate. You know, whatever streams there are are polluted with runoffs from, you know, uh, gardens, mm. pesticides and things like that. You know, you cannot drink the water here. And, by the way, you cannot drink the water most places. You know, they have Girardia and other things, so, you know, up north. So always carry mm-hmm. water and always be wearing the proper footwear. Don't be wearing your flip-flops, which I see the kids doing all the time. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, one of, that's really funny. When we were in, um, was it Fort Bowie, Nancy? Fort Bowie National Historic Site in southern Arizona. It was July, and, I mean, it's hot, you know, in southern Arizona in the summer. And um, it was end of June, early July. And the park ranger that met us, you have to, it's a one-and-a-half-mile hike in, something like that, to get to the visitor center. So you're going through, you know, Sonoran Desert, it's actually where Chiricahua and the Sonoran Desert meet. And you hike through, and we're, like, seeing tarantulas, and, of course, there's mm-hmm. snakes. And she said so many people drive up, get out of their car in their flip-flops, and decide mm-hmm. to go to the visitor center through the through the desert. It's, mm-hmm. like, insane. You, you know, very maybe foolish. the Apaches Very, very foolish. Yeah. You know, you and know? the hikers, most of the hikers that get helicoptered out, you know why? They were just very, very foolish. Uh, but the other thing you should do is tell someone where you're going. Even here in the Santa Monica's, which are, you know, pretty close to urban outlets, mm-hmm. you can get lost. And you need to tell people, just let someone know. I mean, I hike alone. I know these mountains. But 
even but when I do hike alone, I definitely let someone know which trailhead I'm going on, you know. And rattlers sure. are a big issue here. Um we're mm-hmm. we're semi desert and you just have to you know, you wanna be able to hear the rattler. <laughs> well if you have earplugs yeah. in you you know, they're very they're very gentlemanly. They will let you know that they are there. Mm-hmm. They feel your body heat before you get to them, and they will start rattling. Unless you, unless they're asleep and you, you know, on the side of the trail, and you almost step on them, like I did once, and I jumped three feet in the air <laughs> to yeah. get away. You know what I mean? But I was looking. I was looking. But what happens sometimes is you start, you go inward, and you're not paying. You, you know, you need to pay attention here and everywhere, not just here. I mean, there are rattlesnakes all over the place. And um, so yeah, you just we, have to keep your wits about you. Yeah, we um, we you know lived in in Kenya and South Africa and and did a lot of outdoors wow. and living in the bush. And um, Nancy, how many times do you think we should be dead now? <laughs> yeah, really. Dead by snakes. We're watching. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm jealous. I, I'm jealous. I didn't get to go to Kenya. I went to Botswana and Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and Zambia. Nice. But nice. I want to go to Kenya. Oh, Kenya's you should. Beautiful. You absolutely should. It's yeah. it's magic. I know we want to go to Botswana. We all we did was hop over the border, uh, but we haven't we haven't explored Botswana. And uh, to me, it's that's a place for nature for sure to get out there and do wildlife. So, are you writing more books like this? Are, do you have more in the pipeline? Well, the the next book is. <laughs> I'm going to try this out on you. The next book is Lost Angel Unleashed. What do you okay. think? Okay. <laughs> I like it. And where are you going to be? Is it unleashed in a specific okay. place it's or unleashed. all of them? Unleashed. I'll tell you why it's unleashed because it's going to be more like a travel memoir. It's going to be some of those stories that I didn't tell for one reason or another. Maybe they weren't quite politically correct. Uh, maybe I thought they might hurt someone who was still alive. Mm. Uh, you know, things that mm-hmm. I held in abeyance and all my new adventures, of course. Uh, I'm going to Australia in January. I'm going, cool. I've got a, yeah, I've got a big trip coming in Australia and I've got a whole week in Tasmania. So I'm, you know, I'm collecting stories. They, the, the, the travel collections are essays, not articles, meaning, mm-hmm. What was most memorable for me? Why was it important to me to be there? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Not whereas Lost Angel in Paradise is really a guide. Uh, it's a handbook, and I did it because people say to me, "Oh, I want to go with you," and I say, "Well, uh, I can't take everybody. How about how about my book?" Mm-hmm. And I also take uh, when people when I take people in my book. I take them to a great place to eat afterwards because I think mm. we burned our calories. <laughs> exactly. Every every little hike or beach stroll has a great place to eat at the end of the day because that's the way I am. Mm. And, uh, well, we we always like to we take our picnics, but we ha- we have our little wine time. A friend of ours, uh, John DeGrazio, takes people up to you know the top of El Capitan and, and um, Half Dome in Yosemite and things like that. And he said, whenever you go, you do these epic adventures, you shouldn't be take. He's like, take the granola. He's like, get over mm-hmm. it. Take pizza if you want to go yeah. to the top with pizza. You need to, you know, celebrate the the activity and the work <laughs> and really enjoy it. So we take our wine everywhere we go. We we have uh, oh, right. well, okay. isn't it good idea. 
The parks are our living rooms. That's how we look at it every day. We have a new living room or dining room, and we look out, and we have our picnic and our wine and hang out with the birds and, you know, go for more of a – not a bunch, obviously, because you've got to walk. <laughs> That's right. You've got to have that after. Well, I'm going to get to go to Yosemite for the first time in my life in September. I'm really quite awesome. excited about it because – uh, I did a horseback trip in the John Muir Wilderness on the backside out of Bishop, nice. so I have been, yeah. you know, and I've and I've read a lot about it. And my little heroine in uh, Cowgirl Jumped in the Moon, she she goes up to the High Sierras, and the the John Muir Wilderness is very special to me. And mm. I, uh, you know, read a lot about it and love it. It's you know ethereally beautiful, and but it's uh, I've never been through the front door of Yosemite. Mm. I Right. It's just it's just been I went tried to go once and it was just too crowded. I mean, that's one of the things about our parks is you want to go on the off season. I think that's definitely something you want to think about. Cause yeah, I that's just what came we back do. from yeah. uh, I just came back in April. I went to Zion and Bryce. I'm sort of checking off the list of those national parks I haven't been to yet that I just feel like, come on, you got to see them. So um, I I loved it. I loved uh, Zion particularly. Um, and in April, and they said the kid on the bus with me said, "Oh, this is nothing." <laughs> there were tons of people, and he said, yeah. "This is nothing," you know. And I went, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Um, but I, I got to raft the Grand Canyon River raft, the Grand Canyon, which was an incredible experience. And if of one thing that I would tell people, you know, they're always asking me, "What's the thing you should do before you die? Your favorite trip?" I really think rafting the Grand Canyon is a life-changing kind of an experience. And you just, it's a, it's, I called the article I wrote about a destination into deep time, you know, because you keep going lower and lower and lower until you're in these rock formations where the rocks are like bubbled because of the weight of the the earth on them. Mm. And it's they're almost like plastic uh, formations, and you have these, you know these grottos and fern canyons. I mean, it's just magical. It's it's really something. And I got to sleep on the beach, you know, in the open stars. And you're on the river for like you know six or seven days, and it's just it's really a great trip. I I couldn't recommend it high enough. And and it's close. I mean, for us here in the U.S. For you, yeah, especially. It's- yeah, well, we well we travel full time, so for today it's here. But you know, next we're going east <laughs> next, so we're we're following the Arkansas River to uh, Natchitoches, Louisiana, Little Rock, and then up to Kentucky to Springfield, Kentucky. But so maybe, hopefully, we'll get back out to Zion. It's been a few years since we've been to to Zion. Um, I did want to ask you if you were to take a one-hour walk with anyone anywhere in the world, where would you take that one-hour walk? Who would you take with you that you want to sit and spend that time with and, you know, really connect with someone alive or passed on? So where would it be and what are you going to talk about? <laughs> Good question, huh? <laughs> oh, gosh, one-hour walk. Yeah. Well, gosh, well, I'm going to do the Cradle Mountains in Tasmania, which is a walk that I've been wanting to take. I'm not going to be able to do the whole overland track. I'm just going to be able to walk around Dove Lake, which is about an hour and a half walk. I'll be by myself, so I'm going to take my readers with me. I will be writing about the experience and sharing it that way. That is the way that I connect with the world. 
Um, my other half is not a hiker. Um, I love him, but he's not an outdoor person. Um, I have friends that I hike with, but I have to say that uh, a lot of my travels I do solo. Does that answer your question? Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I my um, I'm there. I'm there. Are you? <laughs> so, so that's you're going to be in Tasmania. The only thing I would say is watch out for those Tasmanian devils. Devils, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch out for them. But yeah, yes. so it's cool that you've got more books in the pipeline and you're trekking around the world. How many countries have you been to now? Or, um, I, you know, I haven't traveled to as many as a lot of the globetrotters that I read about. You know, I am into natural beauty, natural wonders. I uh, I got to go to South America uh, December before last, and I got to go all the way down to Torres del Paines, which was really fabulous for such Chile and Argentina and uh, Mexico. I mean, I haven't done a hundred countries, you know, like a lot of mm, people takes have. Takes time. Exactly, but I have done a lot of North America. I rafted uh, the Tatanchini in Alaska, which is a huge, huge wilderness trip. Um, you know, horseback riding all over the, in Wyoming and Montana and Colorado and Arizona and California. You know, I I love North America, uh, but now I'm branching out. I wanted to go to Africa. Africa was very huge mm. on my list. And I'm so thrilled that I made it there. Uh, Frankly, the international flights are killers, and I have to really want to (laughs) go. I'd like to go back to Europe. I've been to Europe a couple of times before I was a travel writer. And I'd like to go back to Europe to go to Switzerland and hike from um, chalet to chalet. That looks so wonderful. I'd like to hike the Cornwall Coast. Um, you know, mm. but I, I, I'm not. I can't say that I've been to you know a zillion different countries, but I've mm. been to a lot of, you know, geographical wonders. You know, uh, God's handiwork. That's what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. Well, nature, nature's a, in nature takes time. But so on today is you're on our Champagne Sunday show. So what are you toasting to? Okay, I want to give a special thanks to Milt McCauley who is, was the godfather of the Santa Monica Mountains. And I had the pleasure of hiking with him when he was in his 80s. And he wow. shared many secrets of the mountains with me, and he inspired me to write about them. He was the first to publish a trail book, which is outdated now, but his wildflower book is still in the National Park gift shop. And awesome. he believed, yes, he believed that if he got people out on the trails, they would be more likely to care about the future of the mountains. Mm, so agreed. he mm. is my mentor, and I am most grateful that I had the opportunity to walk with him. So mm. I believe that the secret to youth is to fill your mind with beauty. And right I walk on. in, yes, indeed, I walk in beauty with an attitude of gratitude. It is the Navajo way. That's right, Hazho, in search of balance with yourself and harmony with nature and your society. 
Right on. Everybody, again, uh, the book is by Linda Ballou, and you can get it at, if you go to her website, lostangeladventures.com. You can also keep up with her other books and travels. Go to lindaballuauthor.com. That's B-A-L-L-O-U. Um, and also the book is called Lost Angel in Paradise, Outdoor Days from L.A. to the Lost Coast of California. So go check it out. And you can also get it online. I'll get it through Kindle so you can have the actual interactive links to the different destination websites as well. So that's really handy. And we want to thank the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association for being a co-sponsor of today's show and of this segment. Uh, you can go to their website, ifwtwa.org, especially travel writers and bloggers. Uh, their conference is coming up on November 11th through 13th. Uh, this year, 2019, in beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Nancy and I just came back from there. And Nancy, I think we should go back, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> it was so Absolutely. much fun. Oh, that sounds great. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should check them out. It's ifwtwa.org. And uh, awesome place. If you want to go walking, there's like hikes like in Bandelier. There's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Tent Rocks. It's just a, a magical, yeah. magical destination. I, I want to go there. You should. You should, for sure. It is um, absolutely and really good food, really. When you talk about southwestern food, Mexican flavors, Spanish food, oh, my gosh. It's it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that we, we did a lot of walking. Yeah. Can I, uh, can yeah. I just say, can I just say I want to let people know that when I first published the book, I did it as a Kindle because they have a free app that allows you to download it to your phone. And my, I've, all the links are live there. And the reason I did it is because I thought, well, people can take this on a road trip mm-hmm. on their phone. So uh, the, the print book is a companion book that people asked me to do because they went, well, you know, I'm not that techie. And I know, so, I, so I just want people to know that. Anyway, thank you so yeah. much for giving me the opportunity to share. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to play a song for you. We always like to play uh, music for our guests. And uh, I was going, okay, she lived in Hawaii. And yeah, uh-huh. I went to Hawaii, wrote about Hawaii, and also California. So this is the perfect song. It's going to California, old Led Zeppelin song, uh, but it's covered by Makana. Makana is one of the top slacky guitarists in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, oh, you do know him. Okay, so this is mm-hmm. off of his latest album, Ripe. And you can keep mm-hmm. up with Makana at makanamusic.com. And I think it's time, Nancy, we need to get him back on the show. He's doing Absolutely. all kinds of talk, oh, sure. talk about world travel, man. We, we miss him. It's been a while. But here it's it is. I thought it would, I thought this would be a good fit for you, Linda. So here it is, going to California. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Take care. Happy travels. Bye.
Going to California with an aching in my heart. Someone told me there's a girl out there with love in her eyes and flowers in her hair. Yeah. 